Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 8. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I'll raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when it shall no longer be said, As the Lord lives who brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought out and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the land of the north and out of the lands where he had driven them. Then they shall live on their own land. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. While Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, And the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And on the third day he will be raised. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favor of him. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Declare that these two sons of mine will sit, one at your right and one at your left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, We are able. He said to them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left, this is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the ten heard it, they were angry with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones are tyrants over them. 
will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for ransom to many. Welcome to the fourth Wednesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us, oh, I lost it, from Psalm 100, Jeremiah 23, and Matthew 20. And just as yesterday, the theme seems to be pastures and shepherds, but there's something very important that comes up in the Gospel of Matthew um, that I thought uh, merited some attention, and that was this this request by James and John, who were brothers. Their father, Zebedee, um, was a fisherman, but he was kind of wealthy for a fisherman. And their mother, Salome, who isn't named in this chapter, in this selection, but is elsewhere. Um, in Matthew's Gospel, this happens uh, once in Matthew and once in Mark. And in Matthew, it's Salome, their mother, who comes and says, hey, do me a favor, Make sure my sons sit at your right and on your left. And in Mark, the, the the two brothers ask Jesus themselves basically the same thing, almost word for word. Um, and what they want is power, and they want glory and honor and all the things that classically people have wanted, especially men. Um, and Jesus says, well, that's actually not something I can do for you. Uh, my father, you know, it's kind of up to my father. He, whatever has been prepared for those, um, you know, that, that those positions do belong to them. Um, it's up to them. And um, so Jesus takes the opportunity, probably because the other disciples were pretty pissed that James and John are trying to go, you know, straight to the top and secure some, you know, position of influence and power. Um that they then wouldn't have um, Jesus to seemingly to kind of calm their nerves. He says, look, um, we know that um, these earthly powers, they just kind of lord it over. They, they take advantage and um, they don't act like they should. And they exert their power over people. But if you want um, to be first in my kingdom, if you want to sit at the right and the left, then you have to be least among everyone else. Um, he says that um, the uh, the only way that um, to be great is to be a servant, to be a slave. I think Matthew and Mark both use the word slave. Um, and is not just that um, you know, this kingdom is inverted and that's, that's the way you kind of get ahead. It's that Jesus is doing that himself. Just as I, the son of man, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for a ransom for many. Um, so this is Jesus saying, look, it, it's another form of saying, as, as I was taught as a non-commissioned officer, um, never ask your people to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Um, and that's this kind of like weird negative statement. Don't do this thing unless you have already, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but what it's really saying is live your life as an example. Um, do the things that you want others to do themselves and then ask them to do it. Show them the way. Um, and because uh, because Jesus is God and, and was co- is, is co-eternal with the Father and was present at the creation of the world, um, we are getting a glimpse into what the world actually is meant to be. Um, there's, um, there's some theologians who um, might suggest that, um, you know, Jesus' kingdom is inverted and he's like the anti-king or unking, but that puts Jesus and God, by extension, into this weird reactive role. But they were here first, right? If they were here first, they know how things are created to be. Um, And so this is what it means to live in this world that God has made and God rules over. And that is to put yourself last if you want to be first. Be the humblest if you want to receive what it is that that God has in store for you. Um, Expect nothing. Grasp at nothing. Um, Be satisfied with your with your lot. Um, and in, in the Beatitudes, we get kind of a hint of this too. Those who have nothing will have everything later. Those who um, are laughing now will be crying later. Those who have riches now will be poor later. Those who are, um, you know, uh, satisfied and full now uh, will be hungry later. Um, but if you are hungry now, if you are um, all these things now, the the great you know balancing act is that in this this hereafter that God has planned, um, those will be flipped. What we think we know about everything right now is actually false. Um, uh, I've, one of the ways that I like to think about is um, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, he, uh, he gave this paper at St. Andrews University back in, oh man, 38, 39. The paper's called On Fairy Stories. And in it, he talks about why um, fairy stories or fantasy is a theological task for him and in a nutshell um, he suggests that the the work of our minds our creative imaginations that work will be consummated in this you know second coming or uh, whatever it is that uh, is going to happen that God's going to write the world um, it's practice for being there when that happens and seeing the world flip to see kings overthrown and, um, you know, uh, housekeepers being lifted up because that's the way it, it should be because that's the way that God created this, this world, this universe that we live in. Um, and so being able to live into that reality now, not only makes it present here in, in our own lives, but also prepares us and shows us what it's going to be like once everything is made right. Um, and that's why he did not like movies, because it did all that work for you. Um, but anyway, back to um, this uh, last is first. Um, one of the things that I think is is humanizing um, here is that James and John want power. I mean, a lot of people do. A lot of people want influence, power, money. Um, and uh, 
I think we're, we're lying to ourselves if we say we don't. Um, we, we often want more than what we have. Um, and it's really r- rare to find people who are really satisfied with what they have. Um, the, um, the, uh, a friend of mine wrote on Facebook that what is theology, but the study of power, where does it come from? Where's it going? Um, and how it passes between, you know, from this immaterial world that we can't see or touch or taste or feel to, to and through this material world that we can see and taste and touch and feel. Um, and I think that's so often overlooked. People get the sense that faith is, is about feeling good or, or, you know, trying to get your ticket to heaven or something. Um, and we're missing the point if we think that, um, our faith is not also radically subverting the this world that we now live in to the way it's supposed to be through power, um, nonviolent power, um, authoritative power. Like, what does it mean that we don't trust? Many of us don't trust governments, um, but we do trust, you know, our, our next door neighbor for the most part. Maybe not. We're still waiting on them to return our tools or whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I just think that that's a, an overlooked element of our faith, uh, that James and John, this request kind of makes present before us. Like it's kind of messed up what they did. And the disciples, I think were right to get upset and maybe we're upset that they're like trying to ask, they're going around all their friends to try and get, get something over them. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the way our world works. People are people. Um, they want things. And Jesus here is saying, um, if, if this is what you want, this is how you, how you go about doing it. Um, he puts the power in our hands um, to, to get that glory and honor. And he says, how you do it is to make yourself a slave. Make yourself a servant. And um, you will then... Uh, that is how you gain this access to who I am and what I have to offer, which includes power. It isn't just heaven. Um, and uh, this reading t- this morning, I think, is a really good reminder um, that if you want to be, you know, general, or you want to be the president of the United States in, in God's in God's kingdom, in the real world, then uh, you need to get yourself demoted. Uh, or in, in Martin of Tours' case, just act like a servant and um, don't womanize and uh, have everybody look at you weird because you wash your slaves' feet. Um, but that's it. I mean, if you want to be successful, you don't have to get a self-help book. Just open up Matthew 20 and Jesus lays it right out there for you. from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget. The homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care with them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.